Hey, this is Bruce Boudreaux, and you're listening to Empty Betters with Nick Mack and Harrison. And welcome back to episode 142 of Empty Betters. I'm your host, Harrison Scholes. I'm going to toss it across the screen to my co-host, Nick Manella. What's going on? What's going on, dude? I uh, I love how I'm the only one still in costume. No, I haven't <laughs> had this on since Saturday, but you know what? It's Halloween. Might as well have some fun with it, boys. I respect it. I respect it. And why don't you describe to the listeners who aren't on YouTube who you are? Oh, the front man for one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Mr. Joey Ramone, rest in peace. One of my absolute heroes and just one of the most talented uh, front men of all time, I would have to say. And I think Mac would back me up on that. Uh, given Mac nodding his head, I'm going to toss it across the screen to him up in Wisconsin. Mac, do you agree with Nick? I do. I love the Ramones. Uh, they were definitely one of the bands I I kind of that that allowed me to fall in love with rock and roll at a young age. My dad definitely got me hip on them when I was young. And I remember taking a trip to uh, Cleveland to see the rock and roll hall of fame and, and seeing a lot of cool stuff about them while I was there. I actually had one of those like hot topic rubber, rubber bracelets that said Ramones growing up. I used nice. to wear that all the time. Um, but yeah, all else is good here. This is my last week of freedom before I start a real Real world, big boy office job. Going to become a nine to five or never thought I'd say that, but um, welcome, welcome to the to Black the Parade, my friend. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> but uh, as for my attire today, this might surprise you, might piss some of you off, but um, oh, all in field isotopes, baby. Yes, <laughs> exactly. No, I, I actually, the only reason I have this Astros shirt is because I used to, I, I guess I still do like to collect a lot of um, like old school hockey and baseball uh merch and this is from when they had the astro dome so um back when they were cool yeah before all the cheating nonsense however yeah. as much as i don't really give a shit about the astros or the phillies i will never root for a philadelphia uh sports franchise so it's all astros i gotta gotta root for trey mancini gotta root for dusty baker to get a get a world series ring finally so um i guess ghost rose I think that's just like a collective on this podcast. I would say in no way, shape or form has any of us ever pulled for a Philly sports team. Like even that Super Bowl with the Can't Eagles against the Pats. I was kind of like, this is just not fun to watch. Just where you close your eyes. Yeah, seriously. It's the old <laughs> meteor meteor championship where you just hope a meteor hits and no one wins, but. Yeah, no, I don't think I could ever root for a Philadelphia sports team. I, they they got to be at the bottom. New York, Boston, I'd rather root for them over Philly any day of the week. I will say, as much as I love Dusty Baker, it absolutely broke my heart the other night when he pinch hit fucking Oledmus Diaz instead of having Trey Mancini bat in like the most important moment of the game, which I get it. Trey Mancini does not have a hit yet in the postseason. It sucks but right now, I, yeah. I would still take him batting in that clutch situation any day over freaking Diaz, but I rest my case. It, so game three got rained out last night. So game three's tonight. Correct. Yep. Yes. Okay. I'll be having that on. So much sports going on. We we're supposed to have an equinox last night, and Mother Nature said no. So yep. uh, we will move on to tonight with a bunch of NHL action. We've got our picks up on the overtime report on YouTube that just went up. Uh, we've also written a couple blogs, um, posting all the picks. So keep your eyes out on our Twitter account for that. Uh, I do want to mention, because I failed to do so last episode, our interview guest today was Frank the Tank uh, from Barstool. Now, I want to preface this by saying, one, I wasn't on the interview. I had scheduling conflicts. Mac and Nick, the internet circumstances that we were dealing with there were uh, far less than ideal. So it's very short because there was only so little of it that could be used. I think the very first thing that Frank said was, I work at a company who runs the internet and they don't have internet. And I thought it was the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Um, I mean, shout out to him. He <laughs> powered through just some yeah. connectivity issues. And uh, I, I think it's one of those things though that everyone's still going to enjoy. It might be around 15 minutes long, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, fun to listen to for you guys, no doubt. And hopefully we'll be able to get him back on for a longer uh 
less technically difficult interview uh, in the not so distant future. Hopefully with that same energy though, that was absolutely electric. Yeah. If you're uh if you're a fan of North Penn station, I think that your ears deserve a listen to this uh, interview, but yeah, definitely dealt with some internet problems. We apologize out of our control. If you hear any, you know, static or whatever um, we did the best we could. We're right. not rocket scientists. Amen. Let's get into the news. But before we do, we want to remind you guys that this episode is brought to you by Brackish Life. Let's take a minute to talk about Brackish Life. If you're like us and grew up on the water and outdoors, then Brackish Life is perfect for you. They have a wide selection of gear from UV shirts to hoodies and hats. It is Real Bay apparel made by Real Bay people. Head to www.brackish.life today to check them out. A little salty, a little fresh, brackish life. Mac, I think you have a question of the day before we get to the news. I do have a quick one here for you boys. Um, inspired by what I am sipping on right now. Um, curious if you boys have a favorite fall cocktail. Ooh. Ooh, a fall cocktail. Um, or just like maybe even like a, a specific beverage of your choice that feels more fall to you or that you, you like to drink more often in this harvest season. Well, you guys know I've been sending you snaps over the last week or so that I've been hitting martini season pretty hard. That's usually like I my, noticed that. Yeah, that's, that's like my winter thing, though. So that's weird. But I feel like <laughs> fall, I just I go more whiskey or heavier beer than I normally do any other time in the year. Yeah. Uh, as far as beer goes, I love Palm Kings. I don't know if you guys have heard of those. It's a great brand. They're like 8%. Um, ha- definitely had a few of those in the month of October. Um, went to dinner on Friday and had an old fashioned because it was like kind of cold. I feel like those kind of get me a little warmed up. Um, so if I was going cocktail, probably old fashioned. Palm Kings are great though. Old fashioned's a great fall cocktail. Mac, what was the... Um, uh, Crosby and Beckett bar we went to. Um, <laughs> yeah. Boone and Crockett. Um, yeah. yeah, that one. Uh, no, they that, had that's some the monster best, old like, fashions. They did. And it's the best like cozy fall bar too with all the like like hunting taxidermy stuff on the wall. It just feels like you're in a little log cabin sipping a nice old fashioned. Uh, also have a good gin bramble there if that's your thing. But nice. um, my fall cocktail, I've been making these for the last like two or three years. I think I made it when I was living in LA, um, I was put in charge of cocktails for Thanksgiving because uh, my sister and her friends all know I can't cook for shit. So um, <laughs> they put me in charge of cocktails and I did not disappoint. I concocted what I'm drinking right here right now, which is a little bit of bourbon, about a shot and a half of bourbon. Then you're going to want to fill it up most of the way the rest of the glass with good apple cider, like as, as good as you can find. I, I got mine from like an actual apple orchard. In Wisconsin, it's like homemade grandma's stuff, really good. Like they actually um, go out and like milk the apple and turn oh, it yeah. into yeah, yeah okay. they milk yeah. the apple udders yeah. and everything. <laughs> and then uh like literally just the top of the glass here, you're gonna want to finish off with either ginger beer or ginger ale, just to Ooh. give it a little bit of like a fizzy, um, like kind of a little more of a like cut and a little little sweet vibe. So and what do you um, call that? I don't know. I, I should come up with like an official name Ooh, for I it. I got one. Yeah. Maco lantern. Oh, I love it. I love it. And it kind of oh looks God, like an orangey, genius. like, yeah, that's a great, that's genius. Wow. You shot from the hip there. Uh, the only hell. other, only other asterisk I'll add here is, um, don't be afraid to go with a cheaper bourbon for a cocktail like this. You're really not going to taste, um, like a, like a really, you're not going to taste the difference between like that and something up higher on the shelf for a cocktail like this, but what's really important is to find some good apple cider. Don't just get like whatever cheap shit's at like the grocery store. Um, Invest yeah. in your apple cider. Yep, exactly. And Nick, talk about shooting from the hip. You didn't no scope that thing. I love it. You got um, it. All righty. Let's get into the league news. Uh, first and foremost, the Vancouver Canucks have finally won a game since our last episode. They finally picked up their first one of the season on October 27th against the Seattle Kraken. And then the very next night, they beat my very own Pittsburgh Penguins. So the Canucks are back in the win column. That was a, they beat them, beat them. Yeah, they beat them, beat them. Uh, We don't need to talk about that too much. Uh, (laughs) Now, of course, it wouldn't be an EB episode without talking about the Leafs a little bit, would it? 
Uh, Mitch Marner was benched in the Leafs' overtime loss to the Ducks the other night where they blew the lead. Four of the Leafs' losses this season have come to teams who did not make the playoffs last year. The Leafs do not look good. Uh, I know we were watching that Ducks game because we had some money on some Zegras shot on goal props, but they blew it. Um, and the Ducks are not a very good team this season. What are your guys' thoughts on Marner getting benched? Didn't uh, didn't Sheldon Keefe say that the Leafs are lucky to have 10 points with the way that they've been playing this season? I think I, be- I read that. And did, he only benched him for a shift, right? Uh, or did I think he bench him for couple. the whole? Okay. I think it was a couple. Um, I can't, I, I, that was a late night game, so I can't exactly remember, but there, there's like posts all over the place, especially puck empire where Keith is saying that him and Marner are not on the same page. Um, I did read that. Yeah. It's not looking pretty in Toronto. What do you guys think they need to do? I mean, I would love to stop hearing about it, (laughs) 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 but that's fair. I I think that like, and you know, it's just not from like us, but from like all the hardo Leafs fans that are like, what is going on with this team? It's like, I don't know, maybe shake it up and trade someone. It's a head scratcher. I don't really see a a super easy solution for them right now. Um, It's almost like they should have not signed two really mediocre goalies in the off season. And maybe that would have been a better solution. Although I don't think it's totally their fault either. Um, Yeah. It, it, I'll tell you what, with the way this season is going, I don't know that it's going to be the easiest sell to ask Austin Matthews to come back to Toronto next off season or uh, next season. That's yeah. something I would be more concerned about than anything as a Leafs fan. Plus, he can uh, write his own check next time. I, I read something today, I think, from Puck Empire that was saying, like, it's believed that Matthews will, like, at this point, that he'll still come back, but maybe not long term. Like, maybe he'll just sign another year or two or something like that. Yeah. But I don't know, man. Like, if if this team just tanks and, like, misses hard this year or something like that, I don't know. I Blow could see up. him just not coming back at all. I mean, what did we say earlier on? I think I said that this is either going to go really, really well or it's going to be over by December. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's still early. I wouldn't hit panic just yet. Like, it's not like they're dead last. Um, but that being said, like, you know, their best player so far statistically has been John Tavares, and that is not what any of us on this podcast or anybody in the hockey media would have thought coming into the year. Um, it doesn't look like Matthews and Marner have been superhuman like they usually are so We'll wait and see how it all plays out in T.O. Uh, Brad Marchand came back early from his hip surgery, made his season debut for the Bruins last Thursday against the Red Wings. And of course, he scores two goals and has an assist and they beat the wheels off of the wings. And they are the best team in the NHL at the moment. And they only have one loss. And all of us said they were going to suck and they're shoving it up our ass. It's so annoying. It's just <laughs> it's like, so annoying. why are they like salary cap cycle proof? <laughs> so yeah. it's so dumb the cap is fake it's not yeah. real and i kept saying like they're not going to be able to do shit with these two like rent the goalies and like ha 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 jokes what, on me <laughs> nick what did you say on the ot report swain was it swain all mark is 6 and all mark hasn't lost a fucking game it's yeah. insane um so wow. yeah the bees are number one in the nhl right now in and points we're so. still no mcavoy right um i I don't, I don't know. think so. I yeah. don't think I don't think I don't think he's played. I've seen pictures of him practicing, but I haven't watched enough Bruins games, honestly, to, to tell you yet. I will be watching tonight as they take on my Penguins. That should be an interesting game. Um, but the Bruins and Brad Marchand, like nothing ever happened. It's just the same old thing. So, so fucking annoying. Um, they definitely are number one in the power rankings as of right now. Uh, want to give a shout out to Tage Thompson. What a performance last I'm, night. I'm glad you put this in here. Yeah. On Halloween night, Tage Thompson scored six points against the Red Wings. He had three goals and three assists as Buffalo defeats the Red Wings eight to three at home on Halloween night. He has 12 points in nine games so far this season, and he has nine points in his last two games. He is tied for ninth in the league uh, in points right now. I mean, the last two games have made up over half of his season total. He's on fire. The Sabres look good. What do you guys think about all this? I think he's the best player the Sabres have right now, bar none. I mean, he absolutely tore the Red Wings apart last night. And some of those goals, he kind of did it by himself, too. Yeah, he got a great setup pass. But the move to either open up the goalie or get around Nedeljkovic, uh, I mean, at least on on the third one, was incredible. 
Yeah, I'm kicking myself for this one because you all know I'm the live bet hat trick king. And I, I saw he had two. I even looked at the odds and went to put it in. It just it wasn't juicy enough for me, um, which is like ended up being me saying no to 25 bucks, which is stupid. <laughs> but um, yeah, he, he looks good. He's a talented player. He's on your fantasy team, isn't he, Harry? Yeah, he's a beast. He's been my best player so far. And I would Nick, I would agree with you. He's definitely the best player in the Sabres right now. All right, I got a proposal for you. One for one, Sam Reinhart for Tage Thompson. Done. Send. <laughs> Consider it done. I can beat that. Luke Coonan for Tage Thompson. Done. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Gonna talk about Sam Reinhart in the in the hot or not segment later. Yeah, right. Right. But I uh, just want to give Tage some love there. Uh, Sabres looking good. It's always good to see. Uh, Nick, this next one, I know you were the guy who found this storyline, so I'll let you do this one. Yeah, something's been circulating on Twitter for sure. Um, I, I love my college hockey. Whenever there's college hockey on, I always try and watch it. I think it's, uh, you know, it's interesting. It's fun. It's, it's obviously different than the NHL, but, uh, we had a crazy post-game brawl between Alaska Fairbanks and Nebraska Omaha. So two pretty well-known college hockey programs. And if you're not familiar, college hockey, you usually play uh, your opponent in a series sort of like baseball where you travel to their city for, you know, a couple days, you probably play two to three games and then you move on. And uh, just a little background here. The first game they played uh, was a three to two overtime win that involved Alaska Fairbanks celebrating in front of the Omaha bench. Uh, the following game the next day was the exact opposite. It was an Omaha victory, or it was a Fairbanks victory celebrating in front of the Omaha bench. Uh, then the referees decided to have a handshake line. And if you haven't seen the video, I encourage you to go find it on Twitter because it is exactly what you imagine happening in the movie Slapshot, but in real life in a college hockey game. Uh, so this sparked a whole bunch of you know discussions ranging from suspensions to I know uh, the guys over at Spick and, uh, Spit and Chicklets were talking about uh, should fighting be allowed in college hockey. So do you guys think that's the case or just keep the cages on and keep the boys as they are now? I mean, I, I do think that the cages should stay on, which probably means there can't slash shouldn't be fights because you can't really fight with a cage on. Um I mean, I get the argument for it where it's like if you're going to allow it in the NHL and if a lot of these players are considering going to the NHL or, or hoping to go to the NHL, then like that could be another like scouting tactic almost like can this guy fight or like, you know, can he hold his own in a fight? That kind of thing. It probably it probably shouldn't be allowed because just because as I'm thinking about it, all I can think of is it like adding more headaches and like possibly lawsuits or like, you know, I, I just feel like it would get too messy at a college level when you've got some kids that are literally like 18 years old. And I mean, I think technically there could be like a 17 year old playing college hockey. Couldn't there be like, yeah, and, if it's a really late birthday. Yeah. Yeah. And at that point, like you could definitely have some sort of like legal dispute. I could so see like some rich kids, parents being like, well, we're suing because he's right. 17 and like he got punched in the face and he never agreed to the fight. Like, I don't know. There's I no just, way the NCAA would ever allow it. Well, that too. I just see there being way too many like hoops to jump through and headaches that are involved in that. Um, definitely an interesting topic of discussion, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Like, would I like to see it? Yeah, it'd be kind of cool. I mean, you see, you know, green versus blue, Michigan versus state going at it. That would, I think everybody would love that. But I agree with Mac that I just don't really foresee the NCAA going for this just for all the reasons described. Um, so I doubt yeah. we'll ever see the day. The big counter argument to that is obviously like you think about, you know, the CHL, you think about juniors, like Connor Bedard was 16 and that's a league where you don't have to wear a cage. And those guys can, you know, you can have a 16 year old who's playing with 20 year olds and, you know, those guys can fight. You could also argue that maybe they can just take off the cages and not fight. I don't know. I get what you're saying. Um, Canada's built different than us. <laughs> Um, it's definitely a little, little different, especially when you start talking about universities versus like privately owned minor league teams, like yep. that kind of, I don't know. I, I do think they should be able to wear visors though, if they want, like, why not? Like the next chapter of their life, if they go on, they're going to wear visors. So who cares? I'm wondering, is it a USA hockey policy? Yep. Yeah. Has yep. to be. Yep. hundred yeah. percent. But, uh, yeah, it definitely drove some discussions online about college hockey, which is always a good thing. Never a bad thing. 
Uh, let's move on to our, uh, some discussion points. I know we talked a little bit about Boston earlier, but we're going to talk about the two powerhouse teams right now being the Vegas Golden Knights and the Boston Bruins, uh, and then a sleeper team that we'll talk about after. Uh, right now, let's talk about Vegas. So they're second in the NHL, right behind the Bruins. They are red hot. I think they've made Mac join the bandwagon. I could be wrong saying that. You I love like this v- hockey team. He's a VGK. <laughs> I literally love them, and I can't he's believe I'm saying guy. that. Yeah, he's They're, a VGK guy. I, I know why you love them. It's because Logan Thompson is like one of the few good things going for your fantasy team right now because I know that you is, and I are in the same boat. So <laughs> That is a huge part of it. I will not deny. However, I have also always been a Mark Stone guy. And like the more I see him like being the face of this franchise, like being the captain and like just doing cool shit for them. I'm kind of on board from that angle as well. Jack Eichel's cool. I I obviously want to see him do well. I want to see him play in the playoffs. Um, So I don't know. There's a few things that have kind of made me come around to them. However, they're playing the caps tonight and I can guarantee you I'm going to be texting you boys in a couple hours. Like fuck this team, like (laughs) some dumb shit that they're going to do. That's going to piss me off. So Theodore's ugly. (laughs) But face off delayed an hour and a half for another mid of like medieval times performance. I mean that that, don't get me wrong. There's still a ton of shit I could say about why they're dumb too, but I I've definitely become a little less sour on them recently. And it, it is mostly because of Logan Thompson. That is definitely true. Let's hit you with some stats. So Vegas is the best defensive team in the NHL right now by a mile. They have allowed only 17 goals so far this season, and they have played 10 games. For those who are mathematically challenged, that is 1.7 goals against average per game. Uh, Logan Thompson, Mac already talked about it. I would say he's the Cinderella story. Yeah, he's the Cinderella Ooh. story for October. He's a Vesna front runner, and everybody wrote off Vegas at the start of the year because Laner got hurt, and here we are. Well, we don't know if he's actually hurt or not. The jury's still out on that one. So we'll, 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 we'll get back to you when we have four different updates that conflict with each other. Right. I also think it's worth mentioning Jack Eichel. He's playing up to his uh, potential right now. He's got 10 points in 10 games played. So a point per game player, that's exactly what they needed from him. They're a really good team, man. I mean, they play really good defense. Bruce Cassidy has lit a fire under their ass and they look unstoppable at the moment. So We'll see what they do tonight against the Caps in D.C. Uh, should be an interesting one. Caps coming off a of back-to-back with their backup plan. They can pull out a W against Vegas and Logan Thompson. I don't know. Maybe the Caps are back on the map. We'll see. I still um, hate Vegas, but like I will fully concede at this point that if this team keeps it up, we're talking about a legitimate like deep threat for sure. Yeah. Yep, uh, defense wins championships, and that's what they're doing. This may have changed because I I can't find it on our book. No surprise there, but um, <laughs> I Shut I up, have Corey. online as of like two weeks ago that Logan Thompson to win the Vezina is plus seventy five hundred. So uh, if you have it on your book, I would definitely throw like fifteen twenty bucks on that and see what happens. Yeah, that could take you a long way. Um, We'll move on to the Boston Bruins, the best team in the NHL right now. I know we talked about Marshan and his comeback a little bit earlier, but David Pasternak deserves a ton of praise. He is on absolute fire so far this season. Uh, if you're part of the shots on goal army, he is money on almost every night. He's usually about over under four and a half shots on goal, and he hits it almost every time. So I would definitely keep an eye out on that. He has 17 points through nine games played so far this season. That puts him second in the NHL on scoring, only behind Connor McDavid himself. Uh, what have you guys thought about the Bees so far this season? They're good. There's no denying it. It's uh, it's frustrating because we were dead wrong about this one. Um, and, you know, it doesn't seem like they're slowing down anytime soon. Uh, Posternock is another player that I feel like we we sort of, or at least I sort of expected to maybe regress, if anything, um, and he's proven us dead wrong. So, you know, say what you will about the Bruins. Definitely not my favorite team in the NHL, but they're they're hot right now. No, it's like all of a sudden Krejci comes back into their locker room and they were like, remember how much they like playing together or something. It's just for whatever reason, whatever they're doing is working and I don't like it one bit. Remember how we literally were like, oh, they think bringing back this guy who's like washed up is going to change everything. And it, it did. did. <laughs> well, it's Damn also- it. It's also really funny. This is a storyline that not a lot of people are talking about. So Turk came on our podcast, the start of the NHL season, 
and we talked about how the Bruins canned Cassidy and they didn't want to play with him. And he was like, I don't know how I feel about that. Like Don Sweeney might be to blame. The Bruins can Cassidy. They're the best team in the league. The Vegas Golden Knights pick up Cassidy and they're the second best team in the league. So it's like an arms race of Bruce Cassidy. If you really want to put it, it that is way. weird. Yeah. I wonder what he thinks about this whole situation. <laughs> I don't, can someone look up if they play each other soon? That would be interesting to know, but that would meet- be one hell of a cup final that I would hate to see. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Wow. In the meantime, while Max looking that up, uh, the Bruins have scored the second most goals in the league this season with 38. They only trail the Los Angeles Kings who have scored 40. The Bruins are averaging 4.2 goals scored per game. That is nuts. That's first in the NHL. Uh, and they're not only doing it on offense, they're doing it on defense. They have the third best goals against average in the league at 2.33. Only Vegas and Dallas are better. All right. So Vegas and Boston will play each other in Boston on December 5th. That is a Monday night. And then just, uh, what, six days later, they play in Vegas on Sunday, December, uh, sorry, Sunday, December 11th. So um, they play each other, yeah, December 5th and December 11th, first in Boston and then in Vegas. Circle your calendars for that one. That should be a good time. About a month, yep. Yes, sir. Uh, and then a sleeper team. I want to talk about these guys and give them some love. The New Jersey Devils. They're first in the Metro Division right now with 12 points. They're 6-3 and three on the season. Uh, I do want to mention, other than the Avalanche, uh, they have only played uh, like one other 2022 uh, playoff team. That was the Caps. Everybody else they've played is not a playoff team from last season. Vanacek and Blackwood not really getting it done completely. They still combined only have under a 900 save percentage. Should be interesting to see how their next three games go against the Flames, Oilers, and Canucks all on the road. But Jesper Bratt has revived this team. He's been the best player on the team easily so far. I would also like to add that I think that um, slightly less than average goals against situation for VV and Blackwood is a little bit more um the fault of the defense in my opinion because I've seen I've seen both of these goalies actually play pretty well this year in a couple of games so um yeah I think I think the defense is a little shaky in, in Jersey without a doubt but I mean their their forwards are playing out of their mind right now I think you know they're out they're obviously having some off days as you'll hear from Frank in a little bit but um, you know, I think Jesper Bratz absolutely looked fantastic for this team. I mean, you can't, that guy is so hard to defend. He's so quick. He's so fast. His edge work is so good. And the plays he makes are just unbelievable. And this is without Jack Hughes in the lineup lately. I mean, right. he's been hurt. So, um, they're still leading the Metro division as of November 1st. We'll see how that stands. Um, a lot of people are saying they could definitely be a playoff team. Some article I read on The Athletic said they might even be a cup contender. I'm not buying that so far. No. (laughs) It seems a little premature. If you're a a Metro fan, a fan of a Metro team, and you're looking at these standings, this is a problem for you. If you like the Rangers, if you like the Islanders, you like the Penguins, you like the Caps, you like the Flyers, whatever, this is a team that everyone was thinking wasn't going to make the playoffs. And right now they're looking like they could have a shot. Well, it's like do the math because at the beginning of the season, we were talking about how there's already like too many good teams in the Metro to make it. And Jersey wasn't one of the ones we were talking about. Yep. So all of a sudden there's there's even more teams that you're like, well, shit, like at least like three decent hockey teams are not going to make the playoffs. So tricky yeah. stuff. Should be interesting to see how the Metro plays out um, before the new year for sure. Well, I guess that's a perfect segue into our guest, Frank the Tank. Um, I think before our interview that Nick has a word from our sponsor, Kane. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it was a great interview with Frank. And, uh, you know, we did have some difficulties during this interview, like we mentioned with the Internet. So it's always good after you have some difficulties to take some time for some rest and recovery from Kane Footwear, the Kane Revive. I wore mine out to, you know, to Halloween over the weekend. You know, they got every liquid in the world dumped all over them. Uh, but, you know, I stayed comfortable because of the bounce back foam and the sugarcane technology, which, you know, kept me comfortable the entire time while I was walking all over the cobblestones and Fells Point. And then when I got home the next day, I just sprayed them off with the hose. Good as new. I love these shoes. Head to the link in our bio today to get a pair for yourself for the best shoes you will ever own. We're going to toss it off to Frank the Tank right now. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, it's now my pleasure to welcome on Mr. Frank the Tank Fleming to the Empty Betters podcast. Frank, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with us today. 
Uh, how's it going? Uh, uh, I'm at an internet company without the internet. There you go. Right. Spot on. Well, uh, we brought you on today to talk a little bit about your beloved New Jersey Devils. You're a huge New Jersey sports guy. But before we get into that, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, where you come from and how you got and ended up where you are now? Well, you know, of course, they had a New Jersey Transit rant <laughs> that got me to Barstool. And I've been uh, full time at Barstool now. Uh, this is going to be my third year full time at Barstool. I was, uh, uh, it was two years ago, uh, almost to the day, that I uh, uh, literally finally left the courthouse after uh, 16 years and uh, doing content every day, soda reviews, hot dog reviews, uh, watching the Devils lose every. Uh, with, uh, it's to the point now where the goals and they actually score on the power play. Yeah. Um... So uh, going back to that Jersey Transit rant for a second, what exactly brought that on? Was that just 16 years of pain, suffering, and torture? Or was that just, you know, spur of the moment, you know what, I got to get this off my chest kind of thing? It's just, New Jersey Transit is the absolute worst. <laughs> Ridiculous. I, I mean, I, I mean, there's not, if you, if you use New Jersey Transit, you go through the, and I'm talking to two major stations, Newark Penn, New York Penn, there's not a day you go by and not, and not see at least one broken escalator. Jeez. Uh, then the then you go uh, then you can take the elevators, which uh, which people use as bathrooms. Uh, oh, say we say don't. Uh, we say the bathrooms are are, are so dangerous and uh, and um, and uh, and so you have people just whip it out and piss and shit in the uh, the elevator, so you can so the elevators. The, the the urine is soaked so much into the metal and it's a metal floor that it just is it's, it's a it's a vomitorium i like that i think i'm gonna have to add that to my uh to my wheelhouse I mean, for sure vocabulary I mean, that's, that's how bad north penn station is uh uh last week someone was uh, posting a video and they said that look at the uh defensive police abusing this this poor woman yeah there's a woman in a wheelchair and they, and they were like pulling her away and she's like fighting them. They're probably arresting her or putting her in a, in a hospital because she literally sits there with a blanket and no underwear. So you can see the whole world when she's just sitting there. Yeah, I imagine that's not something you want to see while you're uh, either on your way to or on your way home from work. I, I, I mean, North Penn Station is a hellscape. It's a hellscape. It, it, it's a homeless shelter that has trains going through it. I, I mean, and they announced that they're going to make enhancements. And then last uh, two months ago, they announced that they've completed a renovation of North Penn Station. The only thing they do is paint the fucking railing. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. Uh, let's go ahead and get into your Devils. Where does the love for this team stem from? Was this like, you know, you were born into it or was this? Yeah, you... Well, I sort of got into getting into hockey when they made their uh, improbable run to the uh, Stanley Cup. Uh, they recorded the conference finals, Wales conference finals in 1988. And, and they were a very good team for uh, 25 years. I mean, between uh, 1988 and uh, 2012, they only missed the playoffs like three times. Won three cups, went to the finals five times. And just the last decade has been really bad, really bad. And which, which worse is they got some talent, but there's just no improvement being made. And Lindy Ruff has got a job for life, apparently. And, you know, I, I personally, I, I hate everyone named Ruff. If your name is Ruff, I hate you. It's like he just came straight from the Sabres and they were like, oh, okay, this is about as good as this is going to get. Let's just stick well, him behind the bench. And he was with the Stars for a couple of years. That's right. I forgot That's about right. that. Yeah. And he was an assistant coach on the, uh, on the Rags. Interesting. I mean, never hire anyone off the Rags staff. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a good rule to live by. Yeah, for sure. 
So uh, what about, um, you know, Mac and I remember these Devils teams pretty vividly. I was born in 94. Mac was born in 98. So growing up, all my cousins in Jersey who played hockey, they were all huge Devils fans. You know, when you had the teams with Stevens and Niedermeyer and Langenbrunner, Eliash, Brodeur. I mean, Mm -hmm. what was it like to watch those guys play hockey? I mean, because it was just I mean, I was a kid, but I remember it quite vividly. I had a Devils poster in my room for a while. They were unbelievable. Um, you just knew that there was going to be at least one or two saves a night that Martin Brodeur would make that wouldn't no other goalie can make. Um, you knew when they got a lead, the chances were they were going to win. Uh, I mean, the Devils would get that one would get that one goal like that, get that one goofy goal in the uh, first period. And the next thing you know, it's uh, ten minutes left. It's still one nothing. Uh, the team, the other team, starts getting frustrated. Makes a mistake, and all of a sudden, boom! It's two nothing, and the game's pretty much over. Yeah, they were they were lethal back then. I was just telling Nick before you hopped on. I uh, I'm a, I'm a big Caps fan myself, but back in the day before the Caps were any good, my dad used to take me to New Jersey to watch playoff games because he wanted to show me what playoff hockey looked like. And I remember vividly one game I was at in uh, 2007, uh, Devils were playing the Senators. They ended up losing the series, but the one game I went to, they won. I went to uh, double overtime, and it was Jamie Langenbrother that had that that breakaway goal to to win the game and it was just electric being in that building watching the fans go crazy for it what i what i remember is they had that one game what was it was it 2001 or 2002 i can't years come together now sometimes but uh where the uh toronto maple leafs had six shots on goal the entire game they had three shots on goal in the first period Two shots on goal in the second period and one shot on goal in the third period six shots on goal it well, just makes it even better because it's the Leafs too. They're still, I mean, say say what you will about the Devils now, but they they still do allow the least amount of shots in the league. I mean, last night they played yeah, the Caps. The Caps only had twenty got, shots. They got the worst goalie in the league. Yeah, the the goaltending definitely isn't isn't what it used to be. That's for sure. And then you got uh, a power play that is just. It's it's almost like they would they want to have the perfect power play goal, where where they 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 they, they pass the puck around so many times, and then they 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 do one setup, and they end up taking a shot from like the blue line, and it it, it, it gets nowhere near the goal. But it's almost like they they want to set up the the, the most perfect power play goal that uh, that the ice opens up. And a heavenly light shines on the ice. <laughs> That's what the Devils look like they're actually waiting for when they go on a power play. And Jesper Bratt made a pass yesterday. Uh, oh, yeah. That was just the dumbest pass I've ever seen. <laughs> yep. Right <laughs> to Connor Sherry. That's a I Washington mean, Capitals it? pass right there. Yep. <laughs> Jesper Bratt played yesterday like he was drunk. <laughs> and and then, the, then you got the Capitals on the power play. You got all four devils bunched around the net. Meanwhile, standing in the circle is uh, is Alex Ovechkin. It's almost like you do realize who that is out there, right? You do realize who that is, and I'm I'm, I'm like and I'm screaming because Ovechkin's literally standing in front of me, and I'm going, "Look who's <laughs> look who's there! He's getting the puck!" And, and, and just just as I finish it, it's like. Beep. Yeah, <laughs> they just set it up on a tee. Nobody around him. Perfect shot. Perfect shooting lane. Uh, and I guess that's what was nice. The seven hundred eighty third career goal. Yep. Yeah. So. They, yeah. They, yeah. Let, let me let me name off the the, goal, the, the the players that have more goals than Alex Ovechkin, Rain Gretzky, Gordy Howe. End of list. Yeah. You let him stand there for thirty seconds without going near him on a power play. Yeah, it's it's amazing how many teams still just don't seem to get the memo on that one. <laughs> I mean, he's just sitting there, right, right in the circle, right in that face-off circle, the to the uh, to the right of the goalie, and it's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? get? Somebody go on him! And all the devils are like bunched around. I, I mean, it's, 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 I, I don't. I don't know what their strategy is. I don't know what the strategy is. They, 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 
they play like sometimes they play like they're a knock hockey team where you just blindly <laughs> pass it, pass it, and hope it bounces somewhere and and they could get a breakaway or something like that. That's how the Devils uh, seem to operate. That's called Lindy Ruff hockey. There, there you go. What are some of the young pieces you like on this team? Because I feel like you know you were talking about Jesper Bratt being drunk yesterday, which it did look like he was, but. I would him and Sharon Govich are just so fun to watch for me whenever I turn a Devils game on because they're so yeah. exciting players. Jack Hughes is off to a little bit of a slow start so far this year, kind of disappointing. Yep, he's only got one goal so far. Uh, he sure is up and down. Uh, the problem is they don't have many pieces on defense. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, and, and 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 can we can we bring up Nico Dawes already? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's no way Nico Dawes is worse than Mackenzie Blackwood. And yet Nico Dawes is in Utica. Yeah. At this point, like, why not give him a look? Yeah. Blackwood's had a couple of good starts so far this year, but, you know, it, it's only been a couple of games. Whenever he's ready, I mean, that should hopefully uh, help the defense. And the Canucks are going uh, absolutely nowhere. Maybe they could try to get uh, Finagle Quinn Hughes away, get all three Hughes <laughs> yeah. on the team. Yeah, that team is uh, be a something. real dumpster fire right now. Uh, what did you think of Miles Woods' comments to start the season off about how he's tired of playing on a bad team? Did you like that, or did that rub yes, you the wrong way? Yes, yes, and of course, uh, he got uh, benched a game for doing that because uh, the Lindy Ruff thinks uh, that losing is fun. <laughs> I mean, uh, Alexander Holes, uh, uh, he's just he's he's not even dressing the last couple of days. I mean. Why? What are we doing with him? I mean, yeah. Why not give him a shot? I I mean, I rather lose with Alexander Holes and watching Thomas Tatar. <laughs> By the way, I got to say this about Thomas Tatar. Thomas Tatar is terrible. <laughs> uh, how about uh, Andre Pallotta? I feel like he's been a good addition so far. Yeah, he's been he's been he's been one of the best players so far. And we just want to say a huge thanks to Frank the Tank one more time. We had an absolute blast chatting with him and just want to say thank you to him again for uh, persevering through the internet difficulties. He he hugged, he toughed it out for us and uh, we really appreciate him taking the time out of his busy schedule to do so. Yeah, and hopefully he'll be back so you guys can get a little bit of a longer chat with him as well. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, let's go around the league for some injury updates. Uh, we'll start with the Washington Capitals because they get their own section for this one. Uh, TJ Oshie out indefinitely. Do we know what the injury is? Lower body, which nice. is possibly even worse because his nagging injury over the last couple of years has been upper body. So it seems like uh-huh. this man is just made of glass now. Just, it's and just everything. Just Full body. Deep, full, full, full body. TJ Oshie fans out there every morning. I break my legs every <laughs> night. I break my arms <laughs> at night. I wait until my heart attacks put me to sleep. Literally. Uh, and then Connor Brown, elite NHL sniper Connor Brown per Mac of the preseason. Out six to eight months with an ACL tear per our friend Samantha Pell. Thoughts, God comments. God damn. Yeah, that article I wrote for Washington Hockey Now about how this guy was going to be a huge piece for us all year, not looking the best, but, uh, you know, <laughs> who could have foreseen something like this? Uh, and, yeah, if you want to do the math, six to eight months, he might, might make it back in time to play for the Caps in the Stanley Cup final this year. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, maybe. That's a good one. <laughs> maybe. No, I mean, you nailed it. This is a huge loss for this team. We were both so high on this guy coming into the season. Uh, everyone. Uh, and he looked good to start, too. Absolutely. He, he was playing well. Every one of my friends was like, what was the biggest move the Caps made in the offseason? And, of course, they're all gravitating towards Kemper. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yep. 28. No. Nope. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, it happens. RIP Alexander Simon. Yeah, good thing it ends there, right? Yeah. Uh <laughs> John Carlson day to day with the flu or cold or something. No, he's injured. He, uh, uh, he's hurt. Yeah, he and O both left. I think it was the Nashville game that they both left in the first period. Um, neither one returned. The Oshi thing is just disheartening because all they said was out indefinitely lower body, so that just cannot be good. Like uh, with our luck, it's another ACL somehow because this team just keeps getting fucking ACL injuries. <laughs> 
but I'm not going to speculate on that one. Carlson, it sounds less serious. They were saying he might play tonight. Now they've said he's not going to because, quote, Laviolette, they're working through some things in the room as usual. So uh, I don't know what, what he's injured with, but he's injured. So there's that. And, like uh, is the training staff having these guys do like high knees up and down like the Verizon Center or Cap One or whatever it's called now steps or, or on something? the plane Russell Wilson style? Yeah, seriously, Caps yeah, fans, I, let's I, ride. I don't know. Maybe we should because uh, Russell Russell Wilson is undefeated since the high knees on the plane. So there you <laughs> go. I just I never want to watch the Denver Broncos play another football game ever again. Yeah, luckily might not have to. Uh, (laughs) And that's coming from a Colts fan. I'd like to put that out there. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Jamie Drysdale of the Anaheim Ducks out four to six months with a torn labrum in his left shoulder. That's a huge blow for the Ducks. I know they haven't gotten off to a great start, but that's their young budding star on the blue line. That certainly hurts. Uh, Sean Couture is expected to be out three to four months for the Philadelphia Flyers after having back revision surgery on Thursday. Uh, I don't even know what revisions. I guess they didn't do it right the first time and they had to revive. I don't know. I'm not even going to speculate. I'm not a medical guy. Sucks for the Flyers, though. Um, and then forward James Van Riemsdyk, also of the Flyers, expected to mix, miss six weeks after having surgery to repair a broken left index finger uh, that he suffered on Friday. So the Flyers are dinged up a little bit. They still keep plugging away. It's funny, too, because I had actually just picked up JVR off waivers like two weeks ago because he, he was off to like a pretty decent start and i was like oh cool this will be a nice little like fringe guy to have on my fantasy team and then he played one game for me and then i had to drop him again yeah yeah um for some gambling tips not too many in the queue this week i mean we've been retweeting because we bunch suck of, well we <laughs> suck yeah i took a break um i was off for like a week so i don't really have much to say but yeah we kind of blow and honestly say, though like that's that is a pick to like sit for a week yeah that's yeah. a move yeah it hey, is it's I, november 1st it's a new month time to uh turn exactly. the page here and, time to do exactly uh, what i did in october and not learn any lessons whatsoever <laughs> i know a lot of our friends on twitter have also kind of taken a break just with some bad beats i know elio didn't exactly have a great week melissa cunningham didn't have a great week it all happens to us so um rooting for those two as well i do want to say this thing that sharp rank just tweeted nick they they just tweeted something of you and me at like some analysis report and they put us against each other and it's kind of funny i actually enjoyed it you're you're ahead of me in the standings now so that tells you what i've been doing lately no way yeah wow. you actually are so you're the top rated eb sharp congrats nice um, i don't know if that's a good thing boys <laughs> we're hoping we can turn that around tonight eh but yeah. um we're going to move on to studs versus duds formerly named who's hot who's not uh brought to you by nick manella this got uh, con- I think this got confusing because people were thinking that we were, you know, saying like who looks attractive and who doesn't. And we can definitely continue to do that. But like <laughs> we're, we're focusing on hockey right now. Yes. Studs versus duds. Mac, why don't you lead us off? Yeah. So we we touched on the Devils earlier, but I would like to highlight uh, former Capitals legend Vitek Vanacek. Uh, he just got his first shutout for the Devils the other night and uh, he started four games. He's got three wins, uh, I think nine goals against. So it's, you know, it's not the most perfect situation, but we talked earlier about how that he doesn't exactly have the best decor playing in front of him either. Um but yeah, I thought he played really well his last two starts, um, particularly that last one with the shutout. Obviously, you know, tough to root for a Metro opponent, but, you know, deep down you root for the guy a little bit. Uh, so good to see that. And then do, we want me, do you want me to do not as well, my dud, or do you, do you want to go, go through all dud. the... Okay, so my dud, um, I also kind of hinted at this earlier, but... Mr. Uh, Sam Reinhart, I have beef with this man right now because drafted him in fantasy hockey. I was like, you know what? I hate the Panthers, but this guy, good player. He has literally two assists this year, and that is all the points he has to show for himself. Um, He looks terrible, to be quite frank. He's not doing jack shit, Uh, has not scored a goal, in nine games and that's pretty much all i have to say i mean there's really not much more to add other than he sucks and i'm listening to any and all trade offers so yep 
Maybe uh, Andrew I'll, Kopp I'll will be take him off of your hands for every starting goaltender you have. Oh. I, my goalie, <laughs> my goalies are good. My goalies are really good. So Seems I just fair. want one. I just I want one. I'll give I you Huso in return. I've got Thompson, Freddie Anderson, and Varlamov. So oh, you're stacked. What yeah. if I took Reinhardt, sent you Huso, you give me Freddie, and you can pick another stud from my list. Oh God! All right, we're gonna have to revise that one, but we'll talk later. Matt Boldy. Oh, he's hot. We'll t- we'll talk. We'll talk. Uh, Nick, your stud versus stud. Uh, my stud's gonna be Gabe Velarde. Uh, this one isn't stats based at all. It's just the past four games I've watched him play. He's been so impressive. The wall work as the setup guy, using his size. I mean, the Kings are a pesky ass hockey team. I mean. They're not necessarily the best thing out there. Mac, uh, you touched on this, I think, in the overtime report. You know, Cal Peterson has kind of been meh. They're still kind of expecting Jonathan Quick to be what he was 10 years ago, let's be real. But I've just been so impressed with this guy. I mean, you know, going back to his Spitfire days, I was kind of wondering where he was going to end up in the NHL sort of like scheme of things. Was this guy going to be a bust? Was it going to be more like a Joe Valeno in the Red Wings? But I mean, he has been so impressive so far. And then, and then what about your dud? My dud is going to be the Washington Capitals power play, uh, with the exception of Dylan Strom and Alex Ovechkin. So Ovi uh, had a power play goal the other night on Halloween from the office. So that's awesome. Dylan Strom has been fantastic, in my opinion, on the half wall. But as a whole, the Caps breakout transition through the neutral zone on the power play, I think has been atrocious. That's something that obviously, you know, you can attribute to Wilson not being there, Backstrom not being there, but... Uh, it's got to get a lot better, and certainly that Connor Brown injury does not help that whatsoever. Yeah, for sure. I'm looking up here. I just want to see. Um, looking where the Caps power play ranks right now, and I can't find this season's, but I'd be curious to see where that is. Um, all right, moving on to stud versus stud for me. Uh, stud, I talked about it when we were t- talking about the Devils. Jesper Bratt, he's got 15 points in nine games played. He's top five in the league in scoring right now. He has a point in every single game that the Devils have played so far. Fun fact. So he's on a nine-game point streak. He's so good. I mean, yeah, he has I, I don't points. understand why people don't talk about this guy more often. Uh, Jersey market, probably. I mean, True. they talk about Hughes, and that's about it, unfortunately. But he's got six points in his last three games. Uh, he's looking really, really good for the Devils. And then who's not? This guy's on my fantasy team. And, man, I was high up on him, and it has completely rebounded on me. Uh, Andrew Kopp of the Detroit Red Wings, one of the more sexy free agent signings that occurred. Uh, and three assists in nine games. That's it. And with some guys sideline like Verona and Bertuzzi, you would think that he would pick up the slack. Nope, not happening. He's got one point in his last five games. I'm listening to all trade offers. I think we were all big on this guy. And um, Mac, if I'm remembering yeah. correctly, when we were at dinner with your dad, he was pretty big on on this one as well. So, yeah, we all talked about how that was a, a really smart signing and it's not looking like it yet. But yeah, the Peron one's working out. Sounds like us three need to sw- like just swap these guys and see who ends up actually like picking up the slack and see like like literally swap cop. uh Freaking Reinhardt and I don't know, somebody on your team, Nick. Pick one. Okay. <laughs> pick, literally pick one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This is going to drive me nuts. I'm trying to see. Oh, the Capitals have the 18th place power play in the league so far this season. So, yeah. They picked it up a little bit there. Like Dylan Strom look, looked good when they first switched him there instead of Kuzi, but it, it, yeah, they got to do something. Uh, also, in- like, one more thing while we're on the caps. Can we talk about the shootout against Carolina? Go for should, it. Should we just go into the state of the union here? Yeah. Or yeah. Just transition it. Um, I don't know why OV is still going in the shootout. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I don't love it. It's not, you know, it used to work, but it's kind it of like what I said works. about like Cooper rush with the Cowboys, like where he's like a like classic Nintendo quarterback where it's like a button B button, you know? Yeah. Ovi's move in the shootout is either shoot the puck or go to his backhand. Yep, exactly. I mean, when you, when you have Oshi out, it's kind of like, I get it because you're already like missing guys that you would rather shoot in his place. So, you know, whatever. Why is Anthony Mantha not going though? 
I mean, that's fair. Yeah. I don't know. Um, one thing. Ko- Go ahead. I was going to say, how about Koozie's controller breaking? I love when he does <laughs> that. that? <laughs> I, that I love great. when he does that and it works. I hate when he does that and he yeah. misses. But he just. He just. Yeah. Goes in a diagonal line and stick handles a thousand times. It's yeah, hysterical. God. But uh now I mean shootout's bullshit. What what do you what do you want? What are you gonna do? Um, what have your guys been on thoughts been on Kemper so far? He's good. I'm glad he got a shutout finally. The that Nashville was... game, I think, was the best game he's played all season. Some Definitely. of those some of those saves were pretty incredible. Definitely. Um I I I've been bigger on Chucky. Like I, I know he's only played like two, three games, but um, I'm excited to see him tonight against a good hockey team because last time we played what I thought was a good hockey team, Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, he played out of his mind. We still lost, but it was a good game, and he at least gave us a chance to win. So I'm hoping for more of the same against a good team tonight. Um, Here's here's one thing I want to say about the Caps, and then we can move on to the Penguins State of the Union. You know, all these injuries, it's not looking it's not looking good. We have a really tough schedule coming up. We talked about that last episode. Um, the Caps need to find a way to stay afloat until the Cavalry comes back. Like they just uh, they don't need to win every game. They don't need to win two of every three. They need to win like half of the games until wilson comes back and just you know, say what, stay 500 say what you will about you know backstrom's gone oh she's gone carlson's out right now there's there's a lot of key pieces missing <clears throat> it's wilson it's wilson for me the capitals are not the capitals without tom wilson he is the most important player on that team maybe even more important than alex ovechian he's the hardest player to replace in the nhl there's not there's no one that can replace what he does for the caps. He hits people. He creates space for the guys that are supposed to score goals to score goals. And there's just, you can't really pretend that you still have him when you don't like the, it's, it's painfully obvious when you don't have Wilson and when you do the difference. So the caps need to find a way to just not get buried in the standings until he comes back and then we'll be all right. That's, that's kind of where I stand on the caps current situation. If we can, like Nick said, find a way to just stay 500 or close to it until he comes back, which I'm hoping would be like best case scenario, late November, maybe December. I'm hoping to get him before, before the, the Christmas break. Yeah, exactly. So I was, my next question is going to be, when is he expected back? But yeah, December yeah. was the target, but it was so very him, up in the air. Him and Backstrom were both on the ice for the first time. Like, a week ago, maybe a little less than a week ago, but it wasn't like with the team. It was like just another like part of their like recovery. Like, Oh, we're going to put them both on the ice today and just like kind of see what happens. But they were out there like by themselves to my understanding. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's a good sign at least that they're like getting closer, but um, I definitely think they both still have a little ways to go. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think uh, one of the things that we're going to see a lot of is, you know, the Caps did make that move for Sonny Milano a little bit Mm -hmm. earlier on, and he's been in Hershey since then. I think we're going to see him a lot sooner than we would have expected. I definitely think you'll see him. Hopefully McMichael gets in. I think McMichael might be playing tonight. If I if I read that correctly, he might be. Um, Hopefully you see a little bit of Jeff Twitter. They'll let you know. Yeah, no, I'm hoping we see Joe Snively. Hopefully we see um, Protus continue. He, he's he's looked a little better in recent games. I'm hoping he can kind of pick it up here. There's, there's no shortage of solid Caps players that should be able to handle a couple games in the spotlight. Question is whether they actually will be able to do it or not. But here we go. We'll see. Yeah. Well, if it makes you feel any better, the Penguins are in no better shape at the moment. Uh, they just dropped four in a row on their Western Canadian swing, losing to the Oilers, Flames, Canucks, and Seattle Kraken. Uh, they just they looked incredible to start the season at home. They go on the road and they just completely tank. There's a couple guys that I want to call out. Uh, Brian Dumoulin is just abysmal. 
He's horrible. He has not been the same. He does look bad. He, he also is... does suffer from open mouth syndrome. So I just do want to put that out there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. for some people it works like Gino, but for, for Dumo, it's like you, you got to close the trap a little bit. I get it. Uh, <laughs> but he has been just awful ever since that. I think it was his ankle injury against St. Louis years ago, and he's never been the same since. And it really is sad because he's in the prime of his career, but he just can't seem to find his rhythm. He needs to be benched a couple games. They need to get some youth into that lineup um, or at least some grit, something other than him. They got plenty of depth defensemen. Chris Letang probably had the worst four-game stretch of his career on the Western Canada trip. That was like, you know, you guys talk about Caps Twitter getting on John Carlson, like just outraged at what he does on the power play and all that. That's Chris Letang. It's the same beast. Um, Just didn't look good at all. I mean, granted, they didn't have Gensel for three of the four games. And then, of course, when he gets back, he scores. This, This team, I would honestly say, is driven by Jake Gensel, like, Similar to what you guys say with Tommy Wilson, maybe being more important than Ovi, you could maybe argue Jake Gensel is more important than Sid. I mean, he's I he's our that. guy. I, I would I would absolutely say that. Yeah. yeah, he's our best goal scorer. He's our maybe our best player. I'm not sure. Um, but well, we and, des- and on an old team similar to Wilson for the Caps, Gensel the mm-hmm. Penguins on an old team, he he provides a little more youth. You know, it's not like he's 22 or anything, but like. Right. It's a younger guy that still has a little more legs under him, a little more get up and go sometimes. So it makes a difference. Yeah, for sure. So he missed the games in Canada. Then when they went to Seattle, he played. Um, Obviously, he scored. He looked good. Uh, Jeff Carter got dinged up. He looks like ass. So I'm not really that concerned about it. I picked him up for about like two minutes on my fantasy team. And I was like, yeah, nope. Yeah, he, he it he, was it was tempting because I think he had a hot start. So like his point, yeah. like average was a little bit. Inflated, I fell but, for that. Yeah. I fell for it. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you made me notice one thing so far, the Penguins are really, really good at home and they're really, really bad on the road that there's no other way to put it. They do play the Bruins tonight at home. I have no idea what to think. I can't imagine Sullivan letting them drop five in a row, but they're playing the Bruins. Also, I just checked, and we're spot on here. Gensel and Wilson are both 28 years old, so very comparable, very similar. They both provide a very similar thing to that lineup. Yeah, so, you know, the the Pens need to shake it up a little bit. I'm not going to hit panic just yet. I mean, I really don't expect this team to do much of anything from October to, like, December 10th because it's just like, oh, we're waking up, we're getting out of hibernation, and – you know, slowly but surely getting That's back the Penguin to specialty. It really is. They it's... love playing that. Like what I was saying, I want the yeah. Caps to do is what the Penguins are great at doing. Just like staying afloat until they're like, oh shit, it's like two months before the playoffs. We got to win mm-hmm. a bunch of games. Okay, we'll win a bunch of games. Like, mm-hmm. But like Penguins don't actually hibernate. What they're doing right now is they're sitting on their egg and then the egg is going to hatch. At oh, some point. right around playoff time is usually when that egg hatches and they get really annoying again. Is this more happy feet or March of the Penguins vibes? I would say this is definitely more happy feet right yeah. now, but come yeah. March, we're going to definitely be March of the Penguins. Happy feet is a banger. Happy feet <laughs> is a banger. I will give you that. Yeah. Right now we're like, uh, what's Huge the happy feet vibes? What's the, <laughs> what's the, what's the, what's the um, name of the animal park that like, Cruel is cruel to animals. People hate them. SeaWorld. SeaWorld. Uh, this yeah. is SeaWorld penguin shit right yeah. now. This is uh, bad. Also, yeah. like now that we're talking about it, it's ironic that the penguins lost five to one to, you know, the Canucks, whose mascot is an orca who <laughs> eats penguins, you know. Kraken might fuck up a penguin. I don't know. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah. If they like came out and the iceberg was right there and they were yeah. like yeah. smacking them around with the flames or something. Flames yeah. with the penguins on fire. The and that was planet Earth the water with empty betters. <laughs> Yeah, Animal Planet section right now. Right. But um, and tonight the Vegas Golden Knights are going to storm the Capitol. I should stop. <laughs> no, I should stop. Oh, Anyone good. else hear helicopters over their house? No more analogies. No more. We're What's done. That? We're done. <laughs> the oh, FBI man. is now listening to empty. Wait, uh, while we're talking about Vegas, I heard that they like called their fans like the medieval maniacs or something, and I wanted so to. Stupid. I wanted to fly out there and just start punching them. All right, I hate them again. <laughs> yeah, I hate them again. <laughs> No, the worst is the Caniacs. I hate that. That's yeah. awful. Oh, all of Cap's Twitter was up in arms about how like Kane's fans kept like booing things that were just like and chanting "ref you suck" for things that are just not. I a saw penalty. your Twitter. You had some kind response to that. That was nice. So yeah, the Kane's fans don't know anything about hockey. It's they facts. don't, and I have a great follow up point for that. So I watched 
like the replay of the game from the Hurricanes broadcast. Oof. And they have to like explain like <laughs> on the broadcast. So like during the shootout, it's like this goal wins or like a save wins oh the game for God. the Hurricanes. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like, yeah. do you not get it by now? You guys won a Stanley Cup. Yeah. Mickey Mouse. That was a Mickey Mouse year, though. It was. Well, it was Cam Ward won a Stanley Cup, but yeah, it's a Mickey Mouse ring. Doesn't count. Got to have more than one player win it. Yeah, post lockout. Um, all righty. I think that just about wraps it up. This one ran a little long. Apologies, but hopefully you're still sticking around here. And if you are, we definitely appreciate you, especially for the Animal Planet section. That's awesome. Um, you guys got any final notes before we wrap up here? Buy merch. Go Astros. Go Caps. Go Coyotes. Go Underdogs. Uh, Mac, didn't you have some beer league shenanigans? Kind of, sort of. I mean, I, I, I got over my concussion. Thankfully, it was rather minor. So, um, prayers up for that one, I guess. Uh, then I played on Sunday in a very minor role. So, if you're listening, and you're like, you shouldn't have played some Tua Tagovailoa shit. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm fine. You were fine. Um, I was fine. I played Sunday. I only went because I looked at our like availability sheet and we had like a bunch of people going. So I was like, all right, I know that I can go and play and kind of take a backseat role here, um, which is very hard for me to do, by the way, because I'm a passionate player. I, I like to be involved in the chippy shit. I like to be involved in, you know, I'm a crease monkey. I like to be in front of the net causing trouble. So it was hard for me to kind of just like swallow my pride. Still ended up getting a penalty at one point because the ref that was playing is the same one who suspended me earlier in the year over like nothing. Um, and he called a hook on me, even though we were getting hooked all game long. And I just returned the favor once. And he was like, eh, two minutes. And I was like, all right, well, I'm just not even going to say anything to this guy because it's not <laughs> worth it. But yeah, you guys would have been very proud of me. I didn't, I didn't there. And there were many times where I wanted to, but I didn't, I didn't say shit to the other team. I just let it go. And um, yeah, we lost. But very, pr- very proud of you still. Happens. Yeah. I, I know that took a lot out of you. So props it's tough, to you. man, but you know, I just more than anything, I'm just getting my weekly workout and I only do this once a week. So yeah, no, I feel that. Um, all righty. Well, we appreciate all the love and support, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Definitely go follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all of it, at Empty Betters. Uh, give us a follow on our personal socials as well. You can buy our merch on our website at www.emptybetters.com. Definitely go check out the site if you haven't already. And we will check you guys. I, I was going to say check you guys out, but that's not going to be the case. We're going to see you guys in the next episode. Thank check you so you much later. for listening. And without further ado, class dismissed. <laughs>